It's time for your daily cards. Joe Roderick and Bob Ramsey bring you your weekday Cardinals news and notes right here on Claims Online. Presented by Munganast, St. Louis Acura, and Royal Banks of Missouri. Here's Joe and Rammer. And it's April 2nd. Welcome on in to Daily Cards here on ClaibsOnline.com, presented by Munganass St. Louis Acura and Royal Banks of Missouri. I am Joe Roderick, joined alongside by Bob Ramsey. Rammer, the Cardinals win 11-6 yesterday in the season opener. Lots to uh, talk about, but as we uh, will every day, we'll let people know this show is not possible without the help of Royal Banks. Royal Banks of Missouri, where better service means better banking, Joe. And of course, don't ever forget that Royal Banks has the most competitive home equity credit line available, especially for new credit line folks. Come in, go to Royal Banks, 314-212-1500. You'll see what I'm talking about. Great rates, great deal for, uh, for folks that want to put all the work that they put into their home, into home equity, and make it all that work pay off for you. Royal Banks of Missouri, where better service means better banking. Before we talk about the game that happened yesterday, before the uh, before the Cardinals game started, uh, sad news to pass along from the Cardinals family as former third baseman Kenny Reitz passed away at the age of 69 years old. Rammer, I know you had a chance to have quite a few conversations with, uh, with Ken Reitz. Yeah, of course. Uh, I was in high school and college in the 70s, and... Um, he was just, he was just one of the favorites. You know, you had your Tory and Simmons and Templeton and Hernandez. They were the stars. Kenny wasn't a star, but he played third base so wonderfully. And uh, he was, he was just an amazing guy. And so he's always one of the favorites. And then later in his career, he, he was kind of a, uh, he was at the end of the trail and played some minor league ball. And I was doing, uh, minor league ball in Shreveport, Louisiana, and he came through and um, had a chance to visit with him. And I'd happened to, I had kept a cover of the sporting news in which he was the cover boy. Um, I, in fact, I, it's in my office now. I look at it every day. Rampaging Redbird, Ken Reitz, because it seemed like every spring he started the season on fire. And it was, it was, uh, actually, I think it was May 24th issue. And, uh, and he was leading the league and hit it like 370 or something like that. And he was on the cover. And in those days before the internet, your weekly sporting news was, was the way you kept up with the ball all around the country. And uh, even though he was kind of at the end of the trail, he, he signed my cover. And like I said, it's framed and in my office right now. Um, that was the first time I met him. And then when I moved back to St. Louis, getting to know him at Cardinal functions and spring trainings and, talking to him about his family and his story, um, uh, overcoming uh, uh, issues that he had throughout his life and kind of keeping it all together. And he talked about George Kissel, um, sort of the keeper of the Redbird book over the years. And uh, Kenny said when he became a pro, he was a terrible, by his own account, a terrible fielder. And George Kissel made him into a great fielder. Uh, Ken always had a smile on his face and he always loved to talk baseball and um, he'll be dearly missed. I, I, I really miss Ken. 
the Zamboni passes away at the age of uh, of 69. The Cardinals come out yesterday. They win 11 to six, and uh, Rammer after that first inning, man. You know, you you and I sit here yesterday and we we discuss the makeup of the lineup and the way to uh, you know make the lineup work. And my God, they they sent all nine guys to the plate there <laughs> in that first uh, that first go around, and we saw yesterday. Um, you know, not only the excitement that uh, I think you and I have for guys like Dylan Carlson and Tyler O'Neill, but we saw just how powerful, or as I, I guess as Mike Schultz said, a punch in the face that it would be to have to face Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado in the first inning every single game. Yeah, they were they were terrific as advertised, and you know they'll they'll be good. Their, their track record is too good, not for them to, not for them to produce. I, I still am skeptical if Nolan can equal the um, the on-base percentage, slugging percentage, and those kind of things that he did at Coors Field. But there's no doubt he's a run producer. So that, that's never been a concern. But to the game specifically and the 11 runs, I really think the key to the game for the Cardinals winning was Suarez' error in the first He's not good. He's not good in the field. He, I mean, he made two errors in the game and they just moved him back to shortstop. Uh, that's, uh, you know, there I, I've seen, I've seen predictions saying the Reds are going to finish ahead of the Cardinals in the, in the national league central. And with defense like that, there's no chance. Well, in a band box, even good pitching is going to give up, give up runs. That's why I'm not really alarmed. Minor concern, eh, maybe with Flaherty, but in that band box, so you'd better hit and you'd better defend uh, because you can't it's, – it's, it's an opposite example of Coors Field, same result, but instead of being big because of the light air in Denver, it's tiny and the ball flies. So um, – uh, but back to the air, that was the pivotal moment. If uh, Suarez makes that, makes that play, Carlson doesn't come up and break the game open. Now – Still would have been a good inning, right? Still would have been off to a good start. And you can't uh, predict that, or you can't say that all the things that happened following still were going to happen. You can't do that. The game could have been completely different. But I do know that that here is here is my takeaway. Dylan Carlson made them pay for a mistake. They made a mistake in the field. They gave the Cardinals an extra out, and Carlson made them pay. That was the pivot point in the game, in my mind, unequivocally. That on top of that, I mean, you talk about the young, you know, Dylan Carlson, who is going to be in the conversation for Rookie of the Year this uh, this season. I don't think he met the requirements, whatever those were, last right. year in a sixty game season. But then you look uh, another, you know, we we talk about Eugenio Suarez and his mistake in the field. How about Justin Williams in the bottom of the first inning? That catch that he made, and you look back, I mean, you look back at, you know, that happened in the first inning. Who knows what could have happened? Mm-hmm. He, he laid his body out, and he's, he's lucky he walked away for as hard as he hit the wall. You know, Joe, that's a great juxtaposition of the two points. They make an error in the first, and, and the Cardinals make them pay. Cardinals make a terrific defensive play to take opportunity away from the other team. That's a great point. Yeah, uh, let's, you know, the, I, I assume there's not going to be any big changes to the lineup today or to uh, Saturday and Sunday. And we'll, we'll talk about those games in a bit, but you, you mentioned Jack Flaherty and he doesn't make it out of the fifth inning. 
uh, in the game yesterday. We saw that a lot in baseball, and I think that's going to be a. Uh, I think that's going to be something we're going to talk about. Are is there any concern first game of the season with Jack Flaherty not being able to make it out of the fifth? Well, yeah, he's throwing. Well, the thing is, he he didn't have command. He's throwing too many pitches. Now, being wild is walks. Command is not putting the ball where you want it in the zone. 94 pitches and four and a third, that ain't going to cut it. That just won't cut it. But, uh, uh, you know, when you have velocity, um, and it, I, I think it's it's a matter of, of, of fine-tuning. He's still a kid, and um, uh, I'm not too alarmed, but we raise an eyebrow and we're watching, right? You're right. Yeah, and that's uh, you saw yesterday all throughout baseball. You, you saw starters not being able to go deep into the game. So the Rockies hit Kershaw in the game. Uh, I, I want to say I think Danny Mack brought up during the game that Jack Flaherty actually had the longest outing of any yeah. starter in the National League Central. So it's I don't know if it's just because all these players were thrown off by what they did in spring or the cold weather. I, there's a lot of factors. I'd say, you know what, let's go three, four starts before we before we start to worry. Well, I was going to tell you not to overanalyze, but that's our whole reason for existence, right? To overanalyze. That's yeah. why we're here on this podcast on Claves Online. The, uh, but what I would tell you is, um, in baseball history, you really, those first few starts out, you don't expect guys to give you 150 pitches and get a complete game. Has it happened? Yes but it's not really expected. Then the other thing is all you metrics guys, notice how I'm identity politicking you. Um, all you metrics guys will tell, will, are already telling us it, it, it doesn't make sense to have your starters go seven, eight innings. So if our goal is just to go five anyway, in today's world of baseball, he almost made it. I, uh, so every now and then on this uh, on this podcast here, we will have stats courtesy of Brian Hoffman that uh, some some will have a lot of meaning, others will have no meaning, and maybe stuff <laughs> we'll read way into. So his stat from yesterday: the Cardinals scored eleven runs in the game. The Cardinals have now won one hundred and twenty-four consecutive games in which they score ten runs or more. Yeah, I know it sounds crazy. But if you if you score a lot of runs, you, you, your odds go up of winning. Yeah. I know that's I know I'm out on an on a ledge there with that analyst analysis and insight. But score a bunch of runs, you probably win. We have uh, we were not able to find out how that ranks with other teams in baseball. It, it would be it would have taken a lot of work to figure out how that uh, how that streak went with the uh, the rest of baseball. But I believe the last time the Cardinals lost a game in which they scored 10 runs was all the way back. And by the way, so, okay, 124 games, they've scored 10-plus runs. How far back do you think that dates? Okay, uh, I'm going to say um, 124 games, 10 runs. I'm going to say 16 years. No, it, uh, only 11. The last time they lost a game, they lost to the Washington Nationals 11-10, to 10, August 26, 2010. Okay. So uh, about 10 and a half years uh, or so since it's, uh, since it's happened last when they lost a game in which they scored 10 runs. How he finds some of these stats, I don't know, because the other one that he had that we put in the Claves Online newsletter, 
the other day, the uh, the one stat that I, I, I thought was, you know, very telling of why they went out and got Nolan Arenado. Nolan Arenado from 2018 to 2020 had an OPS of 920. All other Cardinal third basemen from 18 to 20 had an OPS of 773. So Nolan right. Arenado's bat is going to make a huge difference in that lineup. Adam Wainwright starts tomorrow. Carlos Martinez on Sunday. You mentioned, you know, the 150 pitch complete game. It just, it wouldn't surprise me if Adam Wainwright goes out and throws a complete game. And his, <laughs> I, I know what you're saying because of the respect for Adam, but I it's would just be one of those, yeah. shocked. I, I would bet you a hundred dollars. It doesn't happen. It's just not going to happen, but can but it, you wouldn't it, be surprised if it did. Yes, I would. I'd be shocked. Okay. Okay. I'd be absolutely shocked. Um, <laughs> and part of the reason is, I thought the bullpen looked pretty good. Yeah, Helsley gave up some hits. And yeah, Gallegos, or I'm sorry, Cabrera gave up a couple of walks. But the way that that bullpen laid out was really, really nice. But with Wainwright's age, earliness, early in the season, good bullpen, um, uh, the fact that um, the, it's not going to be really warm, um, and which increases the opportunities of hanging a breaking ball. I, I would be I would be shocked if he went the distance, but I get what you're saying. You're saying that out of respect for a guy who's been tremendous and who had a great spring. So I get where you're coming from. I think if you got six from him and you're in the lead, you're that's that's got to be your your uh, uh, realistic goal. Six innings and you're in the lead. I have a feeling the the bullpen construction is something that we're going to be talking a lot about here in the first few yeah. weeks and kind of see where everybody falls in to uh, falls into place as the uh, as the season goes along. And you see, you know, when was the last time the Cardinals had three lefties coming out of the bullpen uh, the way and all three very different throwers the way they have this year with Webb, uh, Cabrera and Miller. So it's uh, Mike. Mike Schilt has a lot of toys to play with out there. Well, yeah, and they all can be effective. And Miller and Hicks didn't even throw yesterday. No. So um, I, I hope I hope that Mike is able to not ro- rotate them and like CYC and make sure everybody plays the same. But I'd like to see him use guys frequently enough that everybody's able to stay really sharp and keep those weapons rolling. And here's why. Not just because they're good not just because I like to watch them, but also because I have uh, real concerns about the rotation right now. Well, we have, uh, we have a fun week of uh, you know, first weekend of baseball games. We've already had uh, nationally, we've already had our first series canceled the Washington nationals and the Mets mm-hmm. series. It just came across is completely canceled all weekend. All four games will, uh, will be called off due to the COVID concerns with the mm-hmm. Nationals ball club. So hopefully that's it. Hopefully that's the only one that uh, that we have uh, on the schedule to cancel. But I believe the Nationals are supposed to be in St. Louis uh, next week or on the first homestand. So uh, we'll see how long they end up getting shut down for and have more on that for you come Monday. Rammer, we will uh, we'll, we'll take the weekend off and we will touch base again on Monday, hopefully talking about a 3-0 Cardinals team. Cardinals getting after it this weekend in Cincinnati. It's kind of the way ball is supposed to be. And um, you and I, as we move forward through this thing, I'm sure there'll be a 
a day next week where you can fire shots uh, about the DH. That'll be fun. We'll, we'll be arguing that for a while. Although, in the end, in the end, I know I'm the, I'm the still small voice crying out in the dark because you've already won. It's going to happen next, by next year. You've won, but I'm going to keep punching till the, till the bell rings. He is Bob Ramsey. I am Joe Roderick. This has been Daily Cards here on ClabesOnline.com, presented by Royal Banks of Missouri and Munganass St. Louis Acura. Talk to you on uh, Monday, everybody. At St. Louis Acura, we have over 250 pre-owned vehicles in stock, many of them priced under $20,000. Have a trade-in or want to sell your car? Bring it in for a quick appraisal and sell your car in minutes. We also have free vehicle pickup and delivery to your home or office. That's just one reason we are the nation's only 29-time Acura Precision Team winner for customer satisfaction. And why we have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Magadass St. Louis Acura, better than ever for you.